I said, Viva Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel, no, 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 keep it going. I feel like we gotta keep that one just cause that's so funny. Today I have a special guest. Jaden Gross is gonna be joining us today. I'm an idiot. I'm in Las Vegas at the 10X Growth Con. We've got some knowledge. We are going to drop it for you today. Thank you so much for stopping by. I know I was gone for five weeks, but I was sick as a dog. But I'm back now. Here we go. All right, Mr. Jaden, we are here at the Aria Hotel Resort and Casino. No, they didn't pay me to say that. In fact, I paid them a whole bunch of money to say that. Heck yeah. Uh, we met a year ago, man. Yeah. We met in Miami at uh, the first ever 10X Growth Con and in very Grant Cardone fashion, he's blown it up. Yeah. Um, we got sat next to each other. Yep. And uh, we really hit it off. We did. We both are dating girls named Kayla. Yeah, ironically <laughs> enough. And still. <laughs> and still. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm more than dating, I'll be honest with you. I married her. I, I sealed the deal. I'm a good salesman. I also closed it way out of my league. Nice. Um, anyone who sees us standing next to one another is going to go, man, how did he pull that one off? Um, but it's been kind of a wild ride for you over this last year, man. It has. Um, I know that you had just began working with Ty Lopez yeah. when you uh, when you had first talked to me, and and to be honest with you, and everyone in this in this space, I'm like, BS, bro. Yeah. Like you don't actually know Mr. Lamborghini, Mr. Book Club, Mr. Mentor Box, Mr. I'm gonna <laughs> shoot threes. Um, but uh, I mean, I. It's it's a hundred percent true. Um, yeah. You're helping him out on a bunch of different businesses, and uh, I mean, even at the growth con, he was like, "This is a gen this guy is a general. He's one of my top generals, and he owns seven businesses, and he's <laughs> he, you're that dude." So, yeah. can you just kind of give us a little bit what what happened over this last year? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, man. When I first met you, and this like you're such a testament to being an entrepreneur, because you were. You were pretty reserved when I met you. Very. Uh, very. You're not shy about that. Yeah. You're, you're a little reserved. And I'm, I'm seeing you speak at all these like really cool influencer uh, places. You're becoming an influencer yourself. You're yeah. helping on all these multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah. And I'm going, this has been a crazy 365, bro. Like, yeah. What happened? How, yeah. did, how did it happen, man? Well, you know, it all kind of started back in October of 2016 when I started my first company, um, Wyeth Investments, and that's still the company I operate today. Um, we branched out into the healthcare space first, and the reason why we did that was because I worked with my dad, who was a doctor at the time and still is a gastroenterologist. And, you know, the funniest thing about doctors is they're great at patient care, but they're bad at caring for their business. And, mm. you know, one of the things that a mentor taught me early on, um, Warren Buffett, uh, ironically enough, is, you know, treat every dollar in your business like an employee. And I don't think my dad really understood that concept in his business because he really valued patient care, but he really didn't understand actually how to take care of his business. So one of the things that kind of drove me into the social media space wasn't actually for myself. It was just to try to help other people. And that's just kind of what I stayed 
you know, in the frame of mindset for the past 365 days was how can I help a million people? Not how can I make a million bucks? Because there's a lot of people out there that we both talk to that go, oh, I made X amount of money this year or mm -hmm. I make X amount. Of, and it's just like what we were talking about before we got on, which is, you know, those people are usually the ones who you absolutely know 100% are not the ones that you want <laughs> to connect truth. with financially. So, you know, it, it really just kind of started with my dad um, wanting to help out his business, branching out into, you know, taking care of other physicians, social medias online. And then it kind of got to the point where I was getting so just enwrapped with the beauty of social media. You know, the fact that you can talk to anybody at any time, anywhere in the world using Facebook mm. or Instagram or YouTube, it was just so attractive to me because, you know, growing up, I didn't have very many friends. I didn't have very many social outlets. And so the fact that I could literally post a video and have people from New Zealand and Canada and Mexico and wherever actually reach out to me, that was super cool from a micro influencer standpoint, but it was super cool for businesses to see that their business could go past the dimensions that they thought was possible. Mm -hmm. You know, like a doctor, I, you know, one of our biggest clients is down in Florida and he's, He's the he's the type of traditional business guy where he's, you know, oh, we're only going to stay in Florida, you know, I'm I'm happy, I'm content, but yeah. now that he's gone onto social media, he's like I want to go international. I want to go everywhere. He's like I I can go anywhere with this yeah, thing. And so really it's can. it's super cool to see how social media can change the way businesses actually fundamentally operate. Yeah. Not just like how they can, you know, create more business opportunities for themselves, but like literally change the owner's mindsets. Yeah. So that was super cool. We branched off into real estate. We branched off into uh, restaurants and hospitality. And then more recently, we've actually branched off <laughs> into e-commerce. Um, and I, and ironically enough, I, I didn't actually think I was going to get into e-commerce back in, um, March of 20, but now you're like the e-com guy. That's what you yeah. speak about. <laughs> you go around the country every time if you, okay, just real quick so we can get it out of the way. So we don't forget it. What is your Instagram? Like how can people find you just yeah. really quick? Yeah. So go ahead and follow me at Jaden, J A I D E N gross G R O S S that's engrossing more revenue for your company's official well and that's on Instagram. Played. Um, and hopefully you guys will be able to find not just business tips, but entrepreneurial tips. And you're going to see a lot of pictures at the airport. <laughs> this guy is always flying somewhere. Hey, there's a lot of people in the world and they're not around me all the time. So I have to go to them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, travel has been a huge passion of mine for a long time. And it's ironic because last year was the first time I actually stepped on a plane in like 13 years. Oh my God. I, and I, now you, you're always on a plane. Yeah, I'm always at, like, I remember when they used to have those drop down TV screens. Wow. You know, like, and now they're like, every chair has one. Every chair is like a screen. So it was like super cool for me to see that change. And that just kind of goes to show you like how much life can change in, yeah. in just a year. Because I used to be the type of person to be super cynical, super negative, always, you know, telling myself, oh, success isn't success, it's luck. Yeah, and, of course. And I did a poll actually today on my Instagram asking people, you know, what would you rather have? Would you, have, would you rather have luck or talent? Uh -huh. And it's ironic because a lot of people said talent. And I was like, dude, I'd rather have luck. Because I, if you look at who said that, I said luck. I know you did. I know because you can't you can't gain more luck. I feel like luck is just like you have a set amount when you're born. <laughs> Talent you can earn. Yeah. Talent you can develop. But yeah. luck, you're it's, just kind of get yeah. Yeah, you get you get a little. Do you get the magic or yeah, not? Right? Exactly. So let me ask you this: since we're talking about a year, you're you're one of you're a, a rare opportunity for me. I've only known you for a year. Yeah. You've changed so much in a year. You've done so much in a year. Yeah. Incredible things. Yeah. So answer me this question. Sure. If you could go back 
one year ago and tell yourself something one year ago that would make your life better and easier today, what would you tell yourself? Take more risks. Take more risks. You know, I always thought I was a risk taker until this last year. It's not, it, it, it's up until the point where you take a risk where you're just like, whoa, I yeah. don't know if I'm actually going to come out okay. Yeah. That you know you're a risk taker. I've definitely done that kind of constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I seriously, e-commerce was a huge risk for us because we were known in the digital marketing space as yeah. like the people who did social media marketing the best for doctors, for realtors, for, you know, restaurants, for small, for the small business owner. Mm -hmm. And for us to switch gears so quickly to go from a small to mid-sized digital marketing scaling firm, really, we would kind of work with clients that were already using social media on a small retainer level and help them scale mm. to just switching to, okay, we're not gonna be B2B anymore, we're B2C. We're gonna help you sell your products and or service packages to customers online. So it was a huge risk that my entire company kind of was like, I remember the morning of, I, I like, I sent out a memo because we do everything virtually online. And uh, I sent out the memo to my executive team and my sales team. And I was like, all right, guys, we're just changing course. We're going left today. Yeah. We've, we've been going right for the past six months. Today, we're going left. And I remember getting so many emails back from my team like, Gene, yeah. are you sure? I, like, I don't know. If this is a good I don't idea. think this is the right call. And I remember me and my executive actually having, it was me and Dan. Dan is my VP of sales. And I literally was sitting down with Dan and I was like, Dan, I really think we should try e-commerce. And he was, he, he just looked at me and he was like, Jaden, I understand that you think we should try e-commerce, but I genuinely think right now you're you're having one of those moments again, like you always do, where you just, you see the, the shiny object yeah. and, and you just like wanna go and chase it. And I'm like, I promise you, Dan, like this is not a shiny object. This is like treasure. Like this is like yeah. a real buried treasure chest. We just have so you to know, treasure is, is shiny. I, well, I, until you open the chest, you don't know if you're going to get loot or not, right? Okay, tr fair, fair. That's so good. So I saw the treasure chest. I didn't know if there was any shiny objects in it or not. And and I honestly just, I saw, I had friends in the influencer space that were, you know, crushing it in e-commerce, you know, people making quarter million dollars a month after four months of being in this space. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, you know, if, if we're able to do the harder stuff, like the digital marketing content creation, the digital marketing advertisements for service-based businesses, how can't we sell a product to a consumer that's already buying the product? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it seems logical. And so we tested it out and we didn't have you know great success for the first two months, I would say, but it wasn't until probably our third month where we finally got a client who had a big enough budget for us to experiment a little bit more than we were able to do beforehand. And we kind of developed a three-step system where you know we would run engagement first to try to make it seemed like a product was popping. And then we would actually start running a bunch of traffic to it just to try to see out of the people who would see an engaged ad, who would actually click on it and buy and who would just click on it, add to cart, go away, who would click on it, go to the website, never add a product. And we just, we, we kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the marketplace until we finally started to just fully understand exactly how Facebook wants us to be targeting their buyers. Mm -hmm. And when we figured that out, it was a game changer. I mean, we, we started scaling up some of these e-commerce brands from, you know, half a million dollars a month to, you know, two, three, four. And it was unbelievable to see the and results. And you get part of the rev share. Yeah, we get 10 to 20%, but honestly, awesome. it's it's super cool to see that the life of your client change. Like I said, I'm not in the business of making a million dollars. I'm in the business of helping a million people. Because but if, if you, you accidentally make a million dollars, you're okay with exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. But I'm, <laughs> it, it's just like what Zig Ziglar says, right? Yeah. Your goal in life should be to help get 
people whatever it is that they want so that at the end they want to give you whatever they want yeah and so it wasn't until i really switched my mindset and i have to say you know one of the guys who i i recently connected with his name is cole hatter him and his wife sonia they have a group called the thrive tribe and they actually put out an event back in september called thrive uh make money matter and i felt like i was just kidding you know kind of getting into a, a pattern of repetition where i was just going to work and and trying to make money but i i didn't really want to make more money because i feel like you know i'm 22. Mm -hmm. i hit that point of financial independence for myself where i was like all right i don't want a flashy car i don't need a flashy lifestyle i just really got into entrepreneurship so that i could take care of myself and my girl and just you know be okay and it wasn't until I joined the Thrive Tribe, the community where they help you make money matter, where I realized, okay, I don't want to live a for-profit business. I want to live a for-purpose business. I actually want to mm. help people all over the world, not just in the United States, not just in Illinois, not just in New York, not just in California. I want to help people everywhere. And so what we recently did in Dr. Patient Finders, which is our doctor um, healthcare brand, we actually are helping doctors go overseas and use their expertise to take care of third world countries. And the That's way that awesome. we structure that is by actually upcharging our services on a monthly basis by an additional 10%. So we basically went back to bat with all of our customers that were already paying us, you know, $2,500 a month, all the way up to $25,000 a month. And we basically said, we're increasing our services by an additional 10%. But the reason why we are doing that is because we want to help you guys do exactly what you were put on this earth to do, take care of people, everywhere in the world. And so what we do is we actually send a doctor overseas, all expenses paid for, for one to three weeks and actually allow them to use their expertise medicinally to train, educate, and actually practice medicine in all of these different places of the world. So it's been a crazy experience, but that was by far the most defining moment in my life where I could actually see the world start to be impacted, you know? Cause it's like the butterfly effect, it can be kind of slow. Yeah. You don't know how quickly your, your ripple is gonna impact the world. But when you really start to play a big game, like when you start to play big, that's why I love that we met at 10X GrowthCon yeah. cause we're both big players we wanna play play big. We don't like to think or play small. I knew I wanted to play big and I didn't understand why until recently where yeah. I was like, wow, it's not about me. It's about impacting the world on a big level, like actually seeing the ripple effect take. You okay. Know. So in the last year, yeah, the three best things that happened to you okay. as, as fast as you can, yeah. but also the three worst things. Yeah, absolutely. So the three best things I can easily state because a lot of them actually happened recently oh, okay. because they're always like, it's just always changing. So one of the things was when we hired a chief off, uh, chief operating officer, Angela, she is by far the best person that's ever entered my life. She helps under, she helps me understand our clients better than I could understand them. Nice. And one of the things in business that I've come to realize is that if you don't understand your customer, you don't know how to earn them. Does that make sense? Like yeah, Robert Hirschback said, the hardest thing to do in business is earn a customer. And I feel like I've earned a customer because they paid me, but that's not true. Yeah, I might've earned their money, but I didn't earn them. Yeah. And so she's helping me understand even after a customer is paid, how to retain them, how to get them to like us, how to get them to really participate. Cool. Like, like I got my first Christmas card in the mail from a client. That's awesome. That's like incredible. Like I remember when my parents, when I was younger, they would get Christmas cards from their friends and family. I was like, wow, you actually have people that like and care about you. That's so <laughs> cool. Like they're sending mail and now I'm getting it myself. And I never realized how cool it is to get a card. So that's number one. Number two is um, travel. I've been able to travel a lot more, obviously, because That's I've cool. be, you know, become so active in this space. And through travel, I've created my third best thing, which is just relationships. Oh, I've met awesome. some of the best people, um, even aside from business, who I, I honestly, you know, I, I used to think about this all the time. I was like, man, when I get married, who's gonna stand beside me? I was like, I got my brother who's probably gonna be my best man, but like, that's it. 
Like I don't yeah. know, I don't have I don't have groomsmen. This is kind of embarrassing. Now I can easily say I'm going to have like 50 groomsmen. That's awesome. Because these are guys that literally will call me at 4 a.m. and be like, hey, bro, I'm up. Just wanted to see if you're having a good day, if you're starting your day yet or, you know. And I, I met this one guy from Thrive Connect, the mastermind. His name is Dave. He's from Nacogdoches, Texas. All right. And this guy is by far one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Like, Literally, what is the Thrive Tribe? I, I guess I don't. Really yeah, so understand. the Thrive Tribe is actually one of the coolest communities I've ever been a part of, and I'm super grateful for Cole and Sonia for putting it together. Basically, the Thrive Tribe is a kind of uh, T, not not T chart, but it's a square chart. Basically, there's four different segments, right? Have, have you read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad? Yeah. You know how he has like those four different boxes. Mm -hmm. It's like you go from employee to business owner to entrepreneur to investor. Mm -hmm. Well. Cole actually created this thing called the Thrive um, Cube, which is basically um, you know money and then purpose. And in the top right qu quadrant, it's the thriving quadrant, which basically means that you have enough money, which is the top left, and that you're actually giving back to your community, mm -hmm. which is like the purpose-based. So yeah. the Thrive Tribe is basically some individuals who want to do more than just make a for-profit business they want to make a for-purpose business they want to make their money matter which is mm -hmm. the um you know slogan or or motto of thrive so it's a it's a, it's a beast community and i love the heavy hitters that are a part of it nice three things that just kind of kicked you in the balls yeah and i actually just talked about this at ty's conference in santa monica so one of the hardest things that we actually had to overcome was back in um early Q2 of last year, one of our subcontractors who was a manager at the time actually kind of pirated all of our information that we were using oh, to no. like sell to clients and literally just like put that all over these different um, like freelance sites like Upwork, 123 Employee, Talented Hub Staff. And so literally like oh, no. all of our secret proprietary methodology was just literally sitting there vacant for people to copy. So it really put some pressure on us right away to kind of have to do some better qualifying for our for our people because we we didn't hire anybody w2 we hired everybody 1099 so we had to make sure that okay if we're hiring 1099 we need to have a good process for people to actually come on board we can't just hire anybody so no. that was you, that was chemistry is everything yeah so that was the hardest part the second hardest thing was um actually something that happened in my life personally um basically we had a couple of different legal things happen. Um, we were using LegalZoom and LegalZoom, I now realize, isn't the best of companies to incorporate with. Yeah, they're um, crap. Yeah. You can go ahead and say it. They're complete crap. Yeah. So so if you're listening right now and you're you're a young entrepreneur, you're a startup company. Get an like, attorney. That's yeah. the best thing that I have ever done yeah, for my business. Yeah, put 5K down, retain the attorney, have him do everything for you do because it. you don't realize how much you get skimped on LegalZoom. I mean, we ran into like copyright issues. We ran into like all these like- well, one of the things with LegalZoom and this is unfortunately I had the same kind of wake up. I think I was with Rocket Lawyer, which is basically the same, same thing. Same thing, yeah. And uh, they they need to be legal in 50 states. Yeah. So it's such a thin blanket and it just makes it look official. It's not actually <laughs> official. You might as well write it on a napkin when you're drunk. Yeah. The binder is cool. Yeah, the binder. Actually, the binder is really That's cool. That's like the coolest part. Yeah, that is cool. You feel very official. Yeah. It was, I mean, I remember <laughs> when I got that gold, I was like, wow. But yeah, so that was kind of- Did you get the stamp, the little yeah, seal they the give little, you? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's what kind of sold me. I was like, ooh, this is, I'm all yeah, official. The aesthetics. So that was kind of the, the second bad thing. And then the third bad thing that I kind of uh, realized back in Q3 of last year was just surrounding myself with people who were too far ahead of me. 
And this is a huge thing that I've come to realize is it's the law of 33%. You got to surround yourself with people who are above you, people at your level and people below you, but you can't spend too much time with any one of those circles. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. And let me explain. So if you spend too much time with people below you, what's going to happen? They're going to pull you down. It's negative. You're just going to be constantly surrounded by people who don't not only want you to succeed, but they don't want to succeed themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's just a bad environment. If you surround yourself with people too far ahead of you, guess what happens? You're broke. They have so much more money than you. You're literally, you're going to like travel and you're going to be like, I, I can't afford this anymore. Yeah. And so literally what happened was I was traveling with a couple of different guys. And I mean, these guys were ballers. Like they were, they were big. And you were, you, you were kind of like the baby baller. Yeah. You still had a diaper on. Yeah. I still had a, <laughs> I, I, I wore that diaper and I never took it off. I mean, like I. What an image. Yeah, what a I, mental image. I literally, I, I remember getting on the phone with my accountant and my accountant being like, listen, Jaden, you have three months left of this lifestyle before you literally just go back to where you were seven months ago. And that was kind of a wake up call for me. And I was like, oh well, maybe I need to be a little bit more financially literate. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm not the guy that does the finances in my company. I'm like the last person to look at my finances. I have a bookkeeper who talks to my executive assistant, who talks to the CPA, who talks to my freelance CFO. Like we have that all structured. If I were to deal with my finances as like the Superman, that would be like the worst part of my company. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just making sure you're surrounding yourself with people on your level is important too, because although you might not feel great at the time, like, oh, I'm not surrounding myself with people who I can learn from. These are the people who are going to help you personally. These are going to be the people who help discipline your expectations and help make you more patient in life. Because what I found myself struggling with when I was surrounding myself with these guys who were way ahead of me was I was just impatient. I just wanted mm -hmm. to get to the level ASAP. And I thought that if I surrounded myself with them, that I would just get there. Well, that's not true. You have yeah. to actually put in the work. You have to work hard. You have to work smart. You have to obviously go through the scaling process and expansion. And it's it's just not as easy as everybody thinks. No, it's not. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of uh, my, my harsh wake up call was, you know, just realizing that I can't live a lifestyle that's too facetious to me. I can't be the guy who's been in business for 10 years, crushing it for eight. Mm -hmm. I have to be the guy who's been in business for one and a half, who's been crushing it for seven and a half and is wanting to be the guy who who's crushing it for eight, who's been in business for 10. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. it's, just, it's just being self-aware. All right. So if we're going to make, we'll end it on this. If you're going to make one proclamation that we are going to hold you accountable. Yeah. And by we, I mean me. Yeah. Uh, what a... What are you going to proclaim right now? Because maybe at the next growth con or maybe in a year or just whatever, just within like we're what, February 23rd, 24th? Yeah. yeah. We'll say we'll say February 20 something. Yeah. We're going to get Mr. Mr. Like <laughs> gross revenue. Mr. Data. Mr. Data. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get this guy back on here. He is because he's so analytical. He's got the data. He understands. He's going to make a proclamation right now that yeah. we are going to we are going to be like, all right. And just so you guys know, if if you don't hear a podcast come next February, I want you to know he was lying and don't <laughs> do business with him. So what proclamation are you going to make right now? that we can hold you accountable to. Yeah, absolutely. So my proclamation to the world Ooh. is I promise to help 1 million people by next year. How are we gonna prove it? 
So I'm going to prove that by being on stage. And I literally right. want to get more active in the public speaking space. So my goal is to literally speak in front of 50,000 people okay. at once. So I Ooh. want to be on stage in front of 50,000 people. And I'm already starting to do that by, you know, speaking at high schools, speaking at universities, nice. kind of like how what you're doing, you know, yeah. with the university space. I just want to go around and educate people because honestly, my biggest life goal, like by the end, like, honestly, I don't even want to make a proclamation for the year. I want to do it for a lifetime because I yeah. feel like that we can at least, you know, accurately measure if I'm going down the right trail or not. Yeah. One year a lot of lot can change yeah. so my life proclamation is i want to end the epidemic that people are having right now with the education system i think education is one of the biggest problems we have i mean the reason on why i think so many people suffer is because they have a lack of education well see now now we gotta because that's my space man i'm literally <laughs> built to disrupt education i'm actively doing it i'm yeah. doing it right now so with that being said, uh, so my book comes out on April 18th, my birthday. Awesome. And I am going to throw a book launch slash my party slash uh, at my event center at the, the place in Boulder, Colorado. Are you going to be there? Hey, well, I'm moving to Denver in April. After okay. the seventh, so I'll be like your neighbor by then. Ah, so, yeah. so oh, we're gonna have a good time. Awesome. Yeah, we're launching my book. We're gonna have a full like, so it's gonna be like my birthday party, my book launch, and then I'm gonna have some speakers and a bunch of the influencers from Denver. Do I get a speaker position? You get a speaker position. I'm there. Yeah, we we need you. We need I'm, you there. I'm there. We gotta get the data, man. We got get, get we, the data. I mean, I mean, we don't even know what road to go down if we don't have the data. You're like the GPS on whether or not you want to get rich. You turn. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> rerouting rerouting <laughs> all right Jaden. well thank you so much for stopping by i really do appreciate it man thanks so much for having me greg all right man this has been the final percent podcast again thank you guys so much for stopping by it really does mean the world i appreciate you like there's no tomorrow i will see you next time with all the crazy stuff that i get myself into